0: Howdy. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, I wish you the happiest of Root Canal Appreciation Days. On today's show, we're going to talk... All Ohio State hoops looking forward to next season. I'll do a deep dive on the three incoming transfers who will be joining Ohio State. I'll give my take on the full roster. And some may say I may even give my take on Bronny James committing to USC. And look, you're going to have to stick with me here. It's, It's the middle of May. I am not only a pathetic human being who is an adult with asthma, but I'm very, very prone to the symptoms of allergies. I don't know what it is that I'm allergic to. People ask me all the time, what time of year is it? It's all times of the year in which I really get affected with allergies, but especially here in the early spring and summer months. So you have to stick with me. There may be a cough or two. You might hear a sniffle. You can probably hear in my voice. I'm still not quite 100%, but we press on. Speaking of pressing on, have you followed me on Twitter? That's at the Shot pod. If you haven't seen, I'm running a little contest right now. If we can get to 250 followers by the end of May, I will select one follower to join the show. What can that follower do when they join the show? Well, They can just choose, hey, Tim, go talk about this and that subject, or go get an interview with this guy. That can be it. Or you can join the show. You can give your own take. You can ask some questions. Whatever you please, the world is your oyster within reason, so it's not really your oyster, but you get my gist. Why should you follow me on Twitter, by the way? And how can you help if you already follow at the Shot pod? On Twitter well I'm going to assume that you have more friends than I do not necessarily hard to do but I'm gonna assume that you do so let's say you do have more friends than me if you're already following me go tell some of your friends about the show about the Twitter page and ask them to follow friends and family they get a discount it's free to follow on Twitter don't tell them that it's free normally that's okay we can keep that secret between you and I but Tell some friends and family about the show. And any person who you bring to Twitter via yourself, send me proof, and I will give you a double entry into having a chance to be on the show. What does that mean? That means, well, if you follow me, you get one entry. If you bring someone, you get two more entries. That adds up to three. If you bring another person, that adds up to five entries. If you are listening and you've got maybe a bigger following – On the Twitter sphere shout us out give us some proof and hey we'll make sure to uh, to get you the kudos that you deserve so follow on Twitter I'm gonna continue to push out more and more content I'm gonna dabble more in the video realm and try to release some more content that way but you're not gonna want to miss it so you might as well follow and you might as well have your friends follow as well That's my soapbox there. Let's talk Bronny James. Okay, over the weekend, I'm trying to enjoy some time off, as maybe you were as well. You've got whatever that horse race was going on Saturday evening. Maybe you put a couple dollars down on a horse, which just feels a little icky to me to bet on horses. I understand betting on sports when humans are playing, but you add the element of horses competing as well i don't know it it just feels slightly icky to me but if you won money i'm sure you don't care so congrats to you if you did win money on betting on whatever horse race that was obviously i'm no expert there's like the preakness there's the belmont and there's oh it was the kentucky derby that's what it's called right are those the three in the triple crown this podcast isn't about horse racing but for the past 30 seconds it has been anyways I'm watching that horse race just because it's fun. It's two minutes, whatever. That's fine. I I can spend some time doing that in between the NBA playoffs. And then we get the update that we've all been waiting for. Bronny James commits to USC. If you're not familiar with Bronny James, that would be the son of LeBron James, only the greatest basketball player of his generation. And some would say the best basketball player of all time. Bronny James, fringe top 30, top 25-ish recruit, depending on which recruiting database you look at. Easily a four-star recruit, combo guard, of course, playing out in California. He's going to stay close to LA, close to his father, committing to USC. What's my take on Bronny James committing to USC over Ohio State? Well, my take is is that the casuals should probably stay in the closet during the off season. A lot of people coming at head coach Chris Holtman saying, Oh man, this program is a dumpster fire. Yet they still don't know that Jamison Battle, Dale Bonner, and Evan Mahaffey will be joining Ohio State this year. They also probably haven't heard of Tayson Chapman or Austin Parks or Devin Royal or Scotty Middleton, just to guess. This is more so my time to to rant than anything else. Bronny James was never going to come to Ohio State. I had been saying it for months. Adam Jardy had been saying it for months. Many, many people had been saying that Bronny James was not going to join Ohio State. So when he made his decision to go attend USC next season, well, it was kind of expected. It was no surprise, no skin off my back. What's what's the, the, the term with, with the ducks that it's like water off a duck's back, something like that. Maybe that can be applied here. I'm not entirely certain, to be honest with you. But regardless, Bronny James goes and he'll commit to USC. He'll play basketball in LA next season. Let's let's think about this logically, okay? Ohio State first the first commitment of this 2023 class, if my memory serves me right, which it may not. But if it does, it was George Washington. No, nope, not the first president of these great United States. But George Washington, a combo guard who ranked pretty highly, right? Well-respected. He's not going to go to Ohio State. He's going to go to a much different school next season. But you know what happened? He decommitted because Tayson Chapman came in. And Chapman, a bit of a combo guard, a guy who can handle the ball a little bit as well, be a primary guard for Ohio State. Why are they both not coming to Ohio State well? Because there was no room. And people will say, they'll make the argument, the casuals out there will say, hey Tim, Bronny James is good enough. If there was a spot, Ohio State would have made one For him, or or if there wasn't a spot, I suppose I should say. If there wasn't a spot, Ohio State would have made a spot for Bronny James. He's that good. Maybe he is, but you know what? Ohio State knew Bronny wasn't coming all along. They did not actively recruit him toward the end of the process. Sure, they were in touch with him, but it wasn't that serious. And there was no spot for him at Ohio State. Personally, who's gonna be better between between Tayson Chapman and, and Bronny James? It's no shoein' that it's Bronny James in my eyes. And the fact that you wanted Bronny James over Tayson Chapman when you've done probably no research on Tayson Chapman and watch his highlights, which is all we can really do as fans when Evaluating players, unless you're for some reason going to these Nike elite camps or wherever they may be. That's all we can do. And Tayson Chapman, he's gonna be a fine player. He's gonna be a really good player. So my reaction to Bronny James not attending Ohio State next year is not an indictment on Chris Holtman. It's not being upset. It's it's not me throwing my hands in the air and saying, here we go again. Another disappointing season upcoming for Ohio State men's basketball. Bronny James would not have gotten the minutes that he probably wanted at Ohio State in the first place. He goes to USC, he stays close to home relatively. Staying in LA, whatever. Good for him. Let's move on. We can finally put this to rest. Bronny James was never coming to Ohio State. The fact that I was getting questions on it, the fact that it was being talked about in Ohio State basketball communities, just shows sometimes our wants and desires aren't logical. Sorry. Can we move on now? I I would like to move on from Bronny James talk. Maybe I'll mention him again at some point in the future, but not without some kind of of relevancy, because I'm I'm done talking about Bronny for irrelevant. Reasons. Let's talk about transfers, shall we? Ohio State is bringing in three transfers who have played college basketball in big time college basketball as well. Jamison Battle will join Ohio State from Minnesota. Dale Bonner coming into Columbus from Baylor. And Evan Mahaffey joining Ohio State from Penn State. Shall we talk about them? Let's do that. And then we'll get into the roster as a whole. So Plenty of people probably familiar with Jamison Battle, a few less familiar with Evan Mahaffey, and far fewer probably familiar with Dale Bonner. Let's start with Jamison Battle. I'm not going to act like I'm a scout. I'm not going to act like I know everything, but I can see how these players are going to fit into the rotation, and I can give you a brief rundown on the players in general, if you would allow me to. Let's start with Jamison Battle. Last season, he averaged 12.4 points per game. 3.8 3.8 rebounds, 1.7 assists. So about 12 and a half points, four rebounds, two assists if we want to round up. Shot 37% from the field, 31% from three, although he shot better in the past. 78% from the free throw line, 9.4 player efficiency rating. That's fine. And he'll put up a lot of threes. Let's talk about the gap that he fills. So he's instantly going to step in for Ohio State and be the starting power forward that was a huge hole that ohio state had going into this upcoming season that has now been filled by jamison battle he's a guy who can stretch the floor he can really score as a spot-up shooter where he's not great he's not a great scorer off screens whether it be ball screens off the pick and roll off-ball screens. You're not going to see him scoring a lot there, but he can spot up and shoot, he can drive a little bit. This is exactly what Ohio State needed. I cannot overstate this enough how big of a addition this is for the Buckeye basketball program to get Jamison Battle, already in the Big 10. Now, Some may say, well, coaches already know Jamison Battle. He probably can't be that good. And to you, I say, shut up. That's a very stupid thing to say, because if you think that coaches knowing a certain player somewhat better than most, like, do you think players don't know Bruce Thornton at this point? Can't you make that entire argument about basically the entire roster other than the freshman and Dale Bonner? That's probably the case. So kind of irrelevant. Sorry. Sorry but that's an irrelevant argument that you're making and you should not bring that to me or I will swat it out of the air as if I am Felix Akpara. That's a good analogy there, right? We'll talk about Felix in a bit. So it's exactly what Ohio state needs. He's going to be a really solid player who has played in the big 10 major college basketball before he's got a lot of experience. He showed progression. He didn't start his career at minnesota i think he actually started it at george washington we're bringing up two actually three george washington references the president the college and the class of 2023 prospect in college basketball how about that this is a it's not only a a basketball podcast it's history it's culture it's all of the things i don't know i I don't know where to go from there I struggle. You probably notice I struggle at times when I get off a tangent. It's hard for me to get back on the road and and, and and recorrect the car and start going 60 in a straight line again. Tough for me to do. Maybe it's tough for you too. Jameson Battle's gonna be a huge addition for Ohio State. He's gonna be a great fit. He's got the experience, not only the experience, but the experience playing. Big time college basketball. He's going to instantly start for Ohio State and he's going to give the Buckeyes a much needed stretch four, which they have not had in quite some time. Huge addition for Ohio State. Back in the day, I talked to Connor Lamont. He gave this a nine out of 10 in terms of impact. Joey Lane Joey said 8.5. I would say nine out of 10. Not a lot of players in the transfer portal that Ohio State could have grabbed that would have a bigger impact than Jameson Battle. This is huge. For Ohio State I'll say more about that later on in the show let's talk Dale Bonner he's gonna join Ohio State after playing a couple years at Baylor his stats are not gonna jump out at you he averaged 4.7 points per game in 29 games last season he played 31 games in the 2021-22 season shot 37% from deep fun fact that's the exact same field goal percentage as Jameson Battle had last year but Bonner This is from the three-point line. He averaged 19 minutes per game last season. And fun fact, on Dale Bonner, he one time checked into an NCAA tournament game against University of Cal Santa Barbara with his jersey inside out. So take that for what you will. It's a fun fact, is it not? Be on the lookout for that this year. If, If you see him do it, you may think it's the first time. It's not. And you'll remember this podcast and you'll say, thank you, Tim for that hard-hitting insight. Let's talk about the gap Dale Bonner is going to fill for Ohio State. Look, he he's depth at guard. It's an underspoken need. I said it. I said it was a need for Ohio State. Others didn't. A lot of people looked past it, but I, in my great wisdom, in the big brain that I have, I said, you know what? Who's going to back up Bruce Thornton next year? Turns out it's probably going to be Dale Bonner he adds experience as well which is much needed that's something that Terrence Diles mentioned Ohio State was looking for in a transfer target it's going to be a big get for Ohio State just in the fact that again he comes from Baylor this is a program that just wins every year you see them advancing in the NCAA tournament making runs playing in a very tough Big 12 conference the Big 12 was the best conference in basketball last season he's got experience playing on a big stage no he didn't start and that's okay you still need someone who's going to do exactly what they're what they've done the past couple of years he's going to do the exact same thing this year which is come off the bench and hopefully give the buckeyes good minutes now i went back and i watched el bonner a little bit watched some tape crunch the film as they say i want you to picture me up late at night 11 30 at night in my little office with the lights off and I've got a, I don't know, a Diet Coke next to me, maybe some popcorn and my eyes are glazing over. I'm trying to keep them open and not fall asleep and I, I'm watching Dale Bonner play against, I don't know, freaking West Central, Texas, El Paso, Community College, Online, West Campus and I'm watching Bonner with a nice little bounce pass here or, or skipping up the floor and transition there. He is a a twitchy little player. I like his first step. It's quick. He's just a quick player all around. 54% field goal percentage from the rim, and that accounted for 41% of his field goal attempts last season. So he's a guy who likes to take it inside and go score. He's a solid ball handler as well, which is something that Ohio State obviously needs looking back on last season. He's a pretty good passer, and he can explode to the rim. He's not a great three-point shooter altogether—37% from last season. But a lot of the ones that he hit were open. When you look at contested threes, he struggles a little bit more, as do all of us. By the way, last week, after going to the gym, of course I'm out there getting big, getting that pump in. We all got to do it. I decided, you know, what? I want to get some shots up. I made. I, I'm not here to gloat. I'm not here to brag. But I did make 14 threes in a row, and I think I shot like 50 or 60-some percent from three. I, I shot 75 threes wide open. No one else in the gym. No one watching me. I have no proof other than a note in my phone in which I wrote this down because it was the greatest statistical performance that I will probably ever have playing basketball. But I was just up there, and I was stroking it. I was looking real good, just hitting Three after three after three, man. I can hit some open threes, as can Dale Bonner. Now, where does he struggle? He struggles to squeeze the orange, as I say, that is to take care of the ball. He struggles to do that consistently. He can sit down and defend a little bit. He'll get into passing lanes as well and poke some balls away. But the biggest point where he will struggle is just taking care of the basketball. Be on lookout for that, I suppose. Dale Bonner, if I could rate the impact of this, I would say... I'd give it like, a if I could grade, I'd give it like a B minus or a B. It's not bad. It's good. It's above average. It's just not going to have the greatest impact on the team next year on the floor. Now, however, if Bruce Thornton goes down with an entry, by chance, Dale Bonner's going to have some more minutes, and it will be a greater impact. I still like it a lot. I really, really like the fit that Bonner brings to Ohio State. I like his, his experience. I like where he comes from, that he knows how to win, that he's seen winning over and over again. That part of the culture, that is really important. It's not spoken about a lot, but when you can get guys who have won before into your program and they are just used to winning, Dale Bonner has never lost. Never lost, in the words of LeVar Ball, I believe. Never lost. Dale Bonner just, he doesn't lose. And having that in Columbus, it's going to help, especially with a team that went under 500. Last season, so I like the addition of Dale Bonner. Let's talk Evan Mahaffey. So, Mahaffey, he was a freshman at Penn State last season, 34 games. He averaged just under three points per game and just under 57% from the field. Mahaffey was a three star recruit out of the Cincinnati area, I believe, in Ohio, and now he's going to join Ohio State after one year at Penn State. Why is he leaving Penn State? That's a question that I have. I'd love to chat with him one day. Maybe we will. But until then, it's something we'll have to just kind of wonder about and speculate. But he's going to join Ohio State. Let's talk about the gap he fills. Well, number one, he is your prototypical slashing forward. Big time scorer at the rim. Loves to slash. Loves to drive. Loves to to move to the basket any chance he gets. Now, he's not going to be a great He wasn't a great free-throw shooter, and he's not going to be a big-time shooter. That is just who he is. Maybe that shot will improve, and maybe you'll be able to see some threes from him. But he reminds you a little bit of Ice Likely from last year. A guy who's strong, a guy who has some explosiveness, can't really shoot the ball all that well, not a great free-throw shooter, but can drive and score under the hoop. Kind of copy-paste in terms of prototypical player type that's what you're giving, that's what you're getting with Evan Mahaffey, so he scores at the rim, he's underrated too, off ball movement, cutting to the rim, beautiful, I'll I'll say this much, my favorite team in all of college basketball to watch last season was Penn State, their ability to move the ball, to share, just constantly passing the ball, not a lot of dribbling, Jalen Pickett sometimes would dribble the ball 15 times, back someone down, and then score on the low post that's fine he can do that but overall a fun offense to watch really well coached team mahafi was a big part of that very very good off the ball movement cutting to the rim smart player he takes the right shots for sure and he's great at scoring in transition his 1.3 points per possession in transition that's near elite levels so a great job by Evan Mahaffey, scoring in transition, scoring as a driver. This will, again, this will be a nice role player piece who's not gonna come in and start, I don't necessarily think, but he will compete for starting minutes and he'll get plenty of playing time this upcoming season as well. So if I'm gonna rate this or grade it, it would be, I don't know, maybe maybe a little bit less exciting than Dale Bonner, but still just filling a need that you have. So when we talk about this roster as a whole and what Chris Holtman has done, I've been saying it and I'm going to say it again. This team is going to be very, very exciting next season. Terrence Stiles said it on the last show last week. He said, we're not going under 500 again. That's not going to happen. The standard at Ohio State is far above 500 the standard is not to win more games than you lose it's to compete for a big 10 title in the regular season to advance in the big 10 tournament to make it to the ncaa tournament and to advance in the ncaa tournament as well the the sky is the limit when it comes to expectations for ohio state basketball this is going to be an exciting team and chris holtman has done a phenomenal job putting together a roster with talent, with depth, with complexity in terms of its structure of all these different players filling all these different gaps that you want to see filled on a team. It's fantastic. Starting five the way I would project it right now. I think you have two question marks. No, I'm going to say you have one question mark. There's just one question mark. You've got Bruce Thornton starting at point guard for sure next season. He averaged 14.5 points per game in his final 13 games last season. Three games of 20 points or more. And in 12 of his 13, final 13, he had nine points or more. So basically double digits in every game down the stretch for Ohio State. He broke through that freshman wall and he played spectacular basketball. This is going to be a guy who I think he's going to be at Ohio State for a couple more years. He may leave after his junior year, go to the draft. I have no idea. That's projecting at this point. But the fun part with Bruce Thornton is this gonna this is gonna be a guy like Aaron Kraft or like I don't know, Daquan Cook, that classic Ohio State point guard that just captivates the minds of young Ohio State fans. We're all gonna look back on Bruce Thornton and say, Man, I really, really like this player. I say it over and over again. I wanna say it again. Sorry. So he'll start at the one starting at the two. It's going to be Roddy Gale for sure. Explosive. He's my breakout candidate for the team next season. I think he's going to be the player who who gains or garners the most attention in comparison to what he got last year. Obviously, he closed a Big Ten tournament on a big run as well, being able to show that he could shoot the three well. Explosive can jump out of the gym. A good defender as well, I think. So Gale will be at the two, no doubt. The question comes in at who's going to start at the three. Is it going to be Scotty Middleton? He's a top 50 player coming in as a freshman. He's probably the best defender of the freshman and he's grown as a scorer as well. He's got phenomenal length, but he just needs to add some weight. And then you've got Evan Mahaffey coming in, who's going to be a sophomore. He's got one year of experience in college basketball under his belt. Obviously, Middleton has some more athleticism. He's got more just stars next to his name, whatever, but... That's going to be where the competition is, is who's going to start at the three. You've got Jamison Battle at the four, starting for sure. And then at the five, it's probably going to be Felix Akpara. Zed Key probably won't be ready in time for the start of the season, I would assume. It's probably going to be Akpara. So that's your starting five. You got Bruce Thornton, Roddy Gale, Scotty Middleton, Jamison Battle, Felix Akpara. That is a good starting five. Bruce Thornton can pass the ball. He can score the ball. He can shoot from three. He can shoot from mid- range He can drive. Roddy Gale showed a little bit of a shot. He can slash. He can dunk. He can space the floor. Scotty Middleton is going to be able to help Ohio State space the floor as well. Jameson Battle, a stretch four. And Felix Akpara, as he continues to add more muscle mass, he's going to become a better defender down in the low post. He can block shots. He's so long, he's so tall, he's a phenomenal piece to have for Ohio State. You've got a really, really solid team offensively and a solid team defensively, which has been something that Ohio State has lacked for several, not several, a couple years, I guess I'll say. I don't know how long it's been since they've been as solid offensively and defensively, but this is going to be a very, very solid starting five. And then you look at the depth, Dale Bonner, plenty of experience, he's won. Bowen Hardman. Is he a one or a two? I don't really know. He's not going to get a lot of playing time. He's toward the end of the bench, but a good guy to have on the team. Got Roddy Gale. You've got Tayson Chapman there at the two as well. He can play the one as well. He's sneaking up as a top 30 recruit overall. He can handle the ball. He can distribute the ball. He can score driving. He can shoot from deep as well. Tayson Chapman. I hate to pick favorites, I really do. I'm not that guy. I don't want to be showing bias or anything like that, but of the four freshmen coming in, Jason Chapman, he's up there in terms of players who I think can step in and compete for Ohio State initially and also just be a fun player to watch. I won't pick favorites. That's not going to be who I am. I won't. Chapman's going to be good. Of course, we already mentioned Scotty Middleton at the three outside of that you've got Evan Mahaffey coming in Bryce sends them all, by the way I hate to say it he's gone I I've got I've got no no necessarily proof of that I'll say but I mean he's getting mocked in the first round if you heard the the conversation with Terrence Styles last week you remember him saying hey look if if you get a first-round grade I tell you to leave it's that simple Bryce Sensenbaugh has gotten a first-round grade from NBA scouts. He's getting mocked in the first round constantly. Bryce Sensenbaugh, he will not return. Also, writing on the wall comes from, well, Ohio State has 13 players on roster right now, 14 if you count Sensenbaugh. So Sensenbaugh does not return to Ohio State. You're back down to 13. Unless there's another player that transfers out. Some people talk about Kalen Etzler at times. People, for some reason, talk about Zed Key. I don't think that we're going to see other, any other transfers, which is why I'm talking about the roster at this time, in terms of its construction. So, Sensimo won't be back. Wish him the best of luck, obviously, of course, in the NBA. He crushed it one season at Ohio State. He deserves it. So, we'll see Scotty Middleton, Evan Mahaffey probably battling out to start at the three. Kalen Edsler as well, adding some depth. And then, man, this is. This power forward and and center position for Ohio State is as deep as it's ever been. You've got Jamison Battle. You've got Devin Royal, who's a top 50 recruit. He's from Columbus. Probably grew up going to Ohio State basketball games, I would assume. He might play the three. He might play the four in college. But he's got some range. He can score from every level. He'll need to add probably a little bit of weight in order to play the four. But man. He can be an exciting player as well for Ohio State. And then at the five, you've got Felix Akpara. You've got Zed Key, who's been playing college basketball for three years now and has been playing at a high level when his labrum isn't torn. And then you've got Austin Parks coming in, top 25 at his position, an Ohio kid, three-star recruit. And then, of course, Owen Spencer as well as, as a depth piece. So I don't know. Zed Key may play the four a little bit this year with Felix Akpara. Ohio State has teased that a little bit. Do I think it'll look look a little clunky? Yes, but I'm sorry. I don't get paid to to be the head coach of Ohio State, so I'm not going to say that it won't work. I can have an opinion that it might look a little odd. It may not be sustainable, but hey, we'll see what happens with that. Either way, you've got Battle and Royal, and then you've got Key probably playing the four. You've got Akpara and Key playing the five. This is a very, very deep roster. So, in terms of the expectations that you should have going into next season, I'd love to hear where you're feeling, what you're thinking. Right now, the way this roster is constructed, it's as deep as you can possibly be. It has gotten more experience, as Bruce Thornton is going to be a sophomore. Roddy Gale will be a sophomore. Scotty Middleton, freshman, Evan Mahaffey, sophomore, obviously, Outside of that, Jameson Battle, senior; Felix Akpara, sophomore; Zed Key, senior. You've got some depth and some experience off the bench too, with Dale Bonner being a senior. This is this is going to end up being a really really solid team, a complete team, and a team that I think can make a run, not just in the Big Ten in the regular season, not just in the Big Ten tournament, but in the NCAA tournament. Ohio State fans are desperate. They're desperate for a Sweet 16. And I think this could be the team, on paper at least, that can do it. So it's a complete roster. It's a skilled roster. It's an experienced roster. It's a roster that has players that can fit in well and, and do. They all have different kinds of skills. I love it. What Chris Holtman and this staff has done with the transfer portal, phenomenal. What they did with the four freshmen they're bringing in this season, also excellent. This is a very good Ohio State basketball team, and you should start to get the butterflies in that tummy of yours. Should I have used that word? Probably not. Did it make you uncomfortable? Potentially. But at this point, it's just Ohio State basketball sickos listening. There are some people who will listen for the first couple of minutes, take in what they want, maybe hear some bad news about Bronny James and say, I'm no casual. Goodbye. The sickos stuck around, and I just talk about your tummy. You, you Buckeye sicko, so sorry. I'm not sorry. I won't apologize for that. I take it back. I rescind that. However, I will not edit it out. I'm not like that. I'm not fake. This is all real. It's all real on this Views from the Shop podcast. Good team. Exciting team. A lot of potential heading into next season. It is just a few months away from the regular season. It feels like a long, long time. But it won't take that long at all. In June, the basketball team they will be back on campus in Columbus working out together getting some reps in, getting some shots up, having some fun playing some basketball together. And before long, it'll be November and we'll be watching Ohio State basketball again. Good team, very good team. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. These are my thoughts on the team. I hope you've enjoyed them. As always, hit me up on Twitter, send me a DM, comment, like, retweet, all of those things. And again, please share this show with your friends and family. Prove to me that you brought someone to the show to follow. And if we can get to 250, by the end of the month, maybe you'll be on the show. I don't know. I, I, I'm no no—I'm not cryptic. I, I can't tell the future. But you, you listening right now, you could be on the show. Just saying. Appreciate you listening today. Hey, by the way, go enjoy your Root Canal Appreciation Day. Celebrate as you will, for those who observe. I'm going to shut up before you shut me off. Go bugs.